guys, it's Miss Fashanta, and I am back with a brand new episode. On this episode, I'll be talking to Kadeen Ellis. She's just so amazing. Let's go ahead and get started. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Um, thank you so much for even being flexible with me on time today because you know, the two babies are sick, and it's like when one gets mm-hmm. sick, the other is sick, and then before you know it, we have a whole sick house, and it has to circulate <laughs> and run around everyone. Oh, no problem. And Thank you for you, taking were... the time out. Talk yeah, no problem. They were in real form this morning, so everyone was clinging to mama, which they tend to do when they're sick. Even DeVal does it as a grown man, so sometimes I say when they're <laughs> sick, I have four children. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for being flexible with me. Oh, no problem. You're doing, like, all these amazing things. So I was like, you know what, I have to make this happen somehow, some way. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I would no love problem. to, um, oh, no problem. I would love to know, you know, first, like, how did you get into the beauty world and also being a TV host and just doing all these great, great things you're doing? Oh, goodness. So I would say this all dates back to when I was about 10 years old. I think that's when it started to kind of manifest itself. Um, my mom and I had gotten an invitation to, to compete in a pageant in the mail. And I was like, oh, this is something I seem like it seems like interesting and I would want to do. And my mom was being very skeptical at first because you see these children pageants sometimes and they have like the makeup and they're really extreme with the hair and, you know, the clothing. So we were able to research the pageant system and see that it was actually a scholarship pageant, and they were mm-hmm. promoting more of women being outspoken and overcoming the fear of, like, um, public speaking, interview skills, things like that. So I decided to give it a shot at 10, and I actually competed in pageants from the age of 10 till I was about 18. And in that stint, I won different titles, like Miss New York Team, Miss New York Unity, National um, United States titles, and that was probably the best thing for me in terms of starting my hosting career and little did I know that it was kind of manifesting itself at an early age because it really gave me the the skill set to speak in front of an audience, to formulate my mm-hmm. thoughts, to be able to conduct interviews and to be able to be the interviewer or the interviewee, which was great. Um, so I was able mm-hmm. to really just um, learn those skills at a young age, which tends to be hard for kids when they're younger and, you know, I was actually really shy growing up. So it's funny how my mom will say, look at you, you were a shy little girl, and now all of a sudden we can't get you to shut up. <laughs> so, um, so that happened really early on um, in terms of, like, hosting and being in front of the camera. I went to Hofstra um, and attended their School of Communication, um, which is really nationally accredited and well-known for their communication program. So I studied broadcast journalism in school. Um, so I have my, my bachelor's in, in broadcast journalism and a master's in speech communication, rhetoric, and performance studies. Um, so that's kind of how the hosting side, but also the acting ties in because I, I think in general, I just enjoy being in front of an audience. I enjoy um, being able to engage with people. I would definitely classify myself as a people person. Um, and it's amazing the way that you can connect with people in different levels and different facets through hosting, through interviewing, and also through acting. Um, and the makeup was always kind of something that I did on the side, to be honest. I mm-hmm. never really grew up as a girl dipping and dabbling in makeup. Um, I did have to do it when it came to time to do pageants. 
So um, the first time I had to do my makeup for myself when competing, I was actually doing this New York Teen USA, and they required that we do our own makeup. So my mom was like, well, if you have to do your own makeup, we're going to make sure you get lessons and you do it well. Mm -hmm. And as I did my own, I kind of had a knack for it, and people said, oh, your makeup looks great. That's kind of how it starts. And then Mm -hmm. um, I started doing other friends' makeup, and before you know it, I was just really honing in on my makeup skills and realized, like, wow, God gifted me this talent. I can't let it go to waste. Let me do something with it. Um, So back in 2007, I was living in Michigan with DeVal, and um, the recession hit. So I was actually working out in Michigan looking for a job in news reporting. I had done a traffic Mm -hmm. reporter search and ended in the top five, so I was really looking to get into um, the news market out there because it was a smaller market compared to New York. Um, And Mm -hmm. it was a really bad time because that recession hit in 2007, 2008, and the car companies were out there in Detroit, so really there were no jobs. So being the girl that I was, I was used to, you know, used to being out there working, juggling, doing a bunch of different things. I felt like I was idle at home, just kind of sitting around. So happened to be in the mm-hmm. mall one day. I walked into the Mac store. They were interviewing. I did an on-the-spot interview with them. Again, interview skills kind of helping, you know, <laughs> to land yeah. a job there. Um, I pulled one of my friends that I made out there to do a makeup interview on her. And before you know it, I was working for Mac Cosmetics. So I was with them for, um, when I moved back to New York, I left Detroit, moved back to New York, and um, was working with them for about five years and kind of worked my way up into management. Um, I definitely loved being able to have a team underneath me, um, being able to utilize those leadership skills that I had kind of uh, really got to exercise in college as a resident director. So it was a little bit of everything for me. It was a way to kind of see how the business ran, which was very key, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, a numbers group. I kind of wanted to know how the business ran, um, being able to use artistry, which was a great outlet for me at the time, and then, of course, helping others kind of achieve their goals, and, you know, whether it was something personal or something job-related, just being able to have that interaction with a staff mm-hmm. and with customers on a daily basis was very fulfilling for me at the time. So um, the plus side of being able to do my own makeup was that whenever I had on-camera work to do, I was like, well, great, I don't have to hire a makeup artist. Right. So, yeah, so that's how makeup and and hosting kind of, you know, came into fruition um, in my life. That's amazing. I know you mentioned you lived in Michigan at one point. I'm actually from Michigan. I live in Michigan now, so that's interesting to learn. I am in Ypsilanti. It's about 45 minutes from Detroit, actually. Actually, yeah. yeah, I remember seeing it. I remember seeing the name at first, and I was like, "That's an interesting name, Ypsilanti." Um, so we actually <laughs> have a house in Canton, um, oh, wow, and we lived okay. in Dearborn for a little bit. Yep, when Deval was playing football out there. Um, so Michigan always has like a super soft, warm spot for us because mm-hmm. even though it's cold, like ten months out there, I know. Yeah. Um, whenever we think of Michigan, we definitely like get warm and fuzzy feelings because we had such a great time while he was out there playing for the Lions. Yes, yes. And also you're an actress as well. Can you tell me, like, you know, what made you want to be an actress? And also, like, was there anyone who inspired you when it came to being an actress or just in general? Absolutely. Um, acting is so, it's so multifaceted, which I think is just the amazing thing to me. Um, you know, acting is being able to live truthfully in an imaginary circumstance. And for me, that was so intriguing. Um, it was, for me, also a way that I can deconstruct, deconstruct people, um, deconstruct the way they see themselves. Um, and the way I see them. So meaning when I do book a character or I'm introduced to a character or I have an audition for a character or a role, for me it's very interesting to be able to build a story around this character. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me that's an amazing thing, um, being able to just 
be someone different and to be able to give a voice to maybe a character or a person or a being or a situation that doesn't have a voice. Um, so there's so many things that you can do with acting and with the arts and, you know, from the standpoint of looking at it from the director's standpoint or the producer's standpoint or the writer's standpoint, there's so many ways that things can go. And I love that it's such a vast um, spectrum of things that you can use to build a character. Um, and of course, uh, there's so many people who I'm inspired by when it comes to acting. You think of Angela Bassett. Um, I think of Will Smith. I think of Denzel Washington. Um, Terry Washington, there's so many different actors and actresses out there who I feel like I can pull something from um, and I can learn from. And I think that's an amazing, amazing thing. So, you know, I feel like I'm still new to the, the acting scene and I'm, I'm tr- definitely mm-hmm. trying to get myself out there. And I'm definitely open to like many different opportunities as they come. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just love being in front of the camera. I love being um, in front of an audience. And I think that as an actress, being able to give a voice to people who may not have that voice is probably the most mm-hmm. important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there like a role that you would love to play someday that you haven't already, or like a um, movie producer who you'll love to collaborate with one day as well? So it's like maybe two questions in one. That is actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't see there's a per- one producer per se that I'm just like necessarily like I, I would love to work with. I mean. So many producers and, and writers are, are doing so many amazing things right now. Lena White, I'm, like, in love with mm-hmm. the shy. Um, yes. And she's, like, up and coming, and she's been killing it lately, and she's been doing so many amazing things. Um, Issa Rae, you know, she's a big inspiration to me right now because she went from Awkward Black Girl having her, you know, sitcom, which is pretty much on YouTube, and it's now mm-hmm. on HBO. So being a vlogger who has our, you know, YouTube sitcom, The Ellis's, I look at Issa and she lets me know that there's the possibility out there for us to have that sitcom on a major network. So I'm really inspired by those two um, sisters who are out there doing amazing things. Um, And in terms of a role that I'd love to play, I'm thinking something that would challenge me physically. And I say that because Mm -hmm. I tend to sometimes get into a rut when it comes to working out and just keeping myself in shape. So I feel like the challenge for me would be something that's athletically challenged or athletically based or playing a superhero where I have to get in like insane shape just to really test my willpower and my strength because sometimes mm-hmm. I tend to fall off that fitness wagon. So that would be interesting mm-hmm. to do. Amazing. I think that, that definitely will happen for you. I'm definitely rooting and definitely supporting you and everything Thank you do and your family as well. You're welcome. You have a beautiful family. And speaking of YouTube and the Ellis's, I love watching a YouTube channel. What made you guys, you know, create this, this sitcom and, you know, express yourself mm-hmm. and your family to the world? Right. Um, it's funny because when I think back to when we first started this, I never really imagined that it would have gotten to this point where we are right now here today. Mm -hmm. Um, I say that because my sister was actually the one that recommended, like, why don't you guys start a vlog? Y'all are funny on a day-to-day basis. Like, Mm -hmm. people are normally intrigued by our daily interactions, Deval and I, Mm -hmm. and then you throw the kids into the mix, and it's just literally just funny situations that always tend to happen. Mm And my sister said, you know, people vlog now. And at first I thought it was a little weird that people were, like, recording their lives. And I'm like, well, who would be interested yeah. in our life? <laughs> you know, y'all are interested in us because you're our family and you know our dynamic. But, li- like, literally who would really watch? Um, and then Deval posed it to me this way. Seems as though both of us are, you know, in the acting industry, um, that we both are looking for opportunities. It's like, why not 
use social media to create our own opportunities mm-hmm. and utilize these platforms to put ourselves out there. Because, you know, of course, you can go on a ton of auditions. You can go on um, several different casting calls, but why not be able to control your own narrative and put your talent out there? So when he framed it to me that way, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, but still not not really imagining, like, having hundreds of thousands of followers, how impactful that is on people, on viewers. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really honestly how it started out, you know, with my sister saying, you guys should vlog. And at the time, I was pregnant with our second son, Cairo. And to me, mm-hmm. I said, you know what, these vlogs are almost like having a, a video scrapbook of our mm-hmm. life. You know, I was going to be able to keep memories of day-to-day things that have happened. I can watch the kids grow over the years. And it's even fun now when we can look back on vlogs, even just a couple months ago, and see how much the children have grown since then. It's, it's really amazing to see. So, so we just wanted mm-hmm. to be able to create our own narrative. We wanted to be able to let people know that we can write, that we can storytell, that we can act, and um, that we're a, an amazing, you know, black family who's doing great things, and it's genuine, and we love each mm-hmm. other, and you know, why not be able to tell that story of a black family? You know, there's never yeah. really this um, depiction of a black family that has a mother and a father and children. And we're hard workers and we're trying to make it out there in, in various industries. And you don't see that depicted on television. So we really wanted to mm-hmm. take the narrative and control it in our own way and put it out there to show that there is a level of normalcy within the black yeah. family. Mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely agree with that. I also want to ask you as well, like, was it hard for you and your husband to, like, expose your children to, like, social media? And, like, what what made you both come to, like, a conclusion and say, like, like you know, we can do it. It's, it'll be fun. Let's go ahead and do this. Like, were you kind of skeptical right. at first about that? Right. Well, I think I was, of course, the biggest skeptic being just mama yeah. bear. You know, I, I, they're my babies. And you never want to put your children in harm's way and you never want to be, you know, have them exposed to just, you know, yeah. negativity or people who are just mean. And, you know, Deval and I, we have thick skin um, as adults, but it can be difficult for children, and we're aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're also very mindful of what it is that we put out there. Um, though our videos and our interactions with each other on social media um, are organic and they're authentic in that there are moments that happen within our family, we script mm-hmm. everything and we're able to shoot it in a way that – we feel like is digestible and it's okay for us. And we're, we're okay with putting that out there. Um, so ultimately, mm-hmm. we, as long as our children are safe physically, you know, we never shoot things um, on location and, and post right away just for like safety reasons. So sometimes mm-hmm. like we'll backdate our Instagram story. So we may, yeah. may be in a particular environment, but then we'll wait a couple hours to then post the story. You know, things yeah. like that are things that we take into account um, just because the children are exposed um, to a, a degree. And, and to be honest, <laughs> I will say that I did not expect for this to be as big as it's become and for our children. It's really big, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was me just not even thinking that that was going to happen. It was just like, oh, we'll make some videos, and if someone ever wants to, like, see what we can do, we can forward it to them, not knowing that we were just going to build um, and, and accrue uh, so many followers that just genuinely love our family and love our videos. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we do what we can, especially, you know, in real life to make sure that our children are taken care of, that our children are safe, and ultimately that's the biggest thing for us. Mm-hmm. And also, in your opinion, you know, what do you think the most common mistake is um, when it comes to people trying to run or grow their YouTube brand or channel? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think 
the thing that has been working for us where other people may go wrong, looking mm-hmm. through and changing your content according to comments. And I say that because, you know, you'll put your, your work out there, you'll put your video out there, and then you'll get, you know, hundreds of comments, sometimes thousands of comments. And if you were to take to heart every single comment, some people, of course, will have, you know, constructive criticism. They'll have positive feedback. You'll get negative feedback. You'll get people who are, quote, unquote, trolling that just want to just say, you know, random things that are completely asinine and have nothing to do with anything. So if you take personally every single comment and you try to then alter your content to fit whatever that comment is, then you're never going to be authentic to what makes you unique. Find what makes you unique mm-hmm. and own it. Because sometimes people don't even realize, like, they want to see that until you give it to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my biggest advice would be true is to stay true to whatever your content is, um, because that's something once you gain followers you have to keep up with. And that's been difficult for Deval and I sometimes because life gets so busy and so hectic. And aside from vlogging, we are – you know, legitimate parents. We're taking care of our children. We have no, you know, child care, no nanny situation. You know, we're we're hands-on parents raising our children. Thank God we have help from our families, so that's how we're able Mm -hmm. to juggle the way we do. Um, But we still have a lot going on, and then there's the demands of having to do videos, to film things, to edit, develop all of our editing. So that's a lot on him sometimes, too, because Mm -hmm. he literally posts like a video a day on his on his social media. I don't do as much. But he's known to have a video a day at the very least, if not a picture. And then he's also editing our blogs. So once you do have a following, then you're going to have to start delivering in order to keep that following and in order to keep your numbers growing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I guess my two points of advice would be stay true to what makes you unique within your com- your your content and also make sure that you can keep up with it once you start. Mhm. I like that. And also, you know, as a woman, a mom and a wife, you know, what do you consider your superpower to be and what makes a strong marriage? Ah, superpower. <laughs> Let me tell you, girl, this cape of mine. You know what? It's funny you ask this question because it actually it, it brings me right back to a situation that happened just last night. So literally 24 hours ago, okay, I was mm-hmm. in the middle of a situation that I did not have to be in. And it's mainly because I had to put on my superpower cape of being the fixer, okay? So that's, mm-hmm. that's my superpower. I think my superpower changes on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. or maybe weekly basis, but I'll tell mm-hmm. you a quick story about what happened last night. So, you know, Gabelle and I, we, we um, are closing on our house in Michigan, um, and someone's buying it, and we're just like, great. There's, like, one less thing to think about, one less tenant to worry about. Great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. We get the paperwork on Friday evening. They send us the FedEx prepaid label, get the stuff notarized, send it out. So we got it late mm-hmm. on Friday. We couldn't get it to FedEx. So on Saturday morning, I had to be at a client to do makeup in New Jersey. I had to be there at 7 mm-hmm. a.m. So my grandmother and my mom stepped, slept over at the house so that they can take care of the kids while I was in New Jersey. So DeVal can sleep in a little bit and then get to FedEx in the morning. Mm-hmm. So DeVal doesn't get to FedEx in the morning. He calls me mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. <laughs> when he is mm-hmm. at his grandfather's 85th birthday dinner. All the guys took mm-hmm. grandpa out for dinner for his birthday. Calls me in a panic. Hey, I forgot to send the papers out on FedEx. 
I couldn't believe it. I was at the nail salon trying to get my nails done. Couldn't even finish mm-hmm. my nail job because now it's like, okay, when does FedEx close? We have to get this paperwork to them by Monday right. morning. It's now Saturday evening. To make the long story short, I ended up having to pick up a friend, drive from Brooklyn into the city, in the middle of the city too, like behind Madison Square Garden to get to the post office that closes at 9 p.m., only for them to tell me that they no longer send any packages out for next day. They wouldn't get it until Tuesday. Then I ended up driving to a 24-hour FedEx location. I pull over. I'm starving. I find a Chick-fil-A, and everybody knows me that knows I love Chick-fil-A. So I found a Chick-fil-A. I was like, great. I can go use the bathroom, grab some food. Next thing you know, my friend runs inside. A school bus hits my car while parked. Oh, my God. And, yeah, so I'm on the phone with FedEx trying to now send this package through a courier system that's going to cost us about $300 to get this mail to the, t- the, the Title I company by, you know, Monday, costing us $300, and then now a car accident, all because Val was not <laughs> – <laughs> did not know to put the package in the mail. So my superpower was being a fixer. I felt like Olivia mm-hmm. Pope I was trying to fix the situation, and then everything that could go wrong went wrong. And it was like, if you would have only got up and just went to set it. Oh, my God. It's like I had all of, like, everything laid out for you. Like, I had coverage for the kids and everything. But let mm-hmm. it have been me. Let it have been me that forgot to do that. I would not hear the end of it. And that's just how the guys are sometimes. <laughs> my superpower yesterday was being a fixer. And I will say that it changes on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> and also, and what makes a strong marriage, in your opinion? Oh, my goodness, a strong marriage. Um, the biggest thing for, I mean, it's cliche to say communication, communication, but I think there's, like, communication can be the umbrella topic, and then within mm-hmm. that there is transparency, so just trying to yes. be honest and upfront about what it is you need. And Deval and I always make it a point to be brutally honest, extremely blunt in what we need, how we feel, trying to tackle whatever is at that moment in time so things don't fester. Um, that's something that definitely I feel like works for us and is part of the reason why we've been able to be as successful in our relationship as we've been for the past 16 years. And, of course, we've had our hard times. We have our bumps in the road. Um, but also under that umbrella topic of communication and transparency, there's also listening um, and, and being an active listener and listening with the intent to not just hear but understand where your partner is coming from. Um, and in turn, digesting that, you know, breaking it down, digesting it, and then seeing how you can then alter and change, you know, something that you're doing or not doing in order to correct that problem. And, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes you have to agree to disagree. Like, we have many times where, you know, things aren't going to all – we don't think the same because we're, we're, we're individuals. And if it were right. a situation where, you know, he was always agreeing with me and I was always agreeing with him, I feel like we would not be truthful to how we feel. You know, some mm-hmm. some some debates or some discussions or some arguments we have require that we just have to say, you know what, you feel the way you feel, I feel the way I feel, and that's just where we're going to have to be. We're going to have to agree and disagree on it. No love lost, mm-hmm. but that's just what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's something I had to learn along the way. I used to kind of listen with the intent to defend myself or with the intent to just um, explain why I did what I did or I felt the way I felt or I reacted the way I reacted when I felt like in turn I needed to kind of listen to him and understand where he was coming from and then be able to explain after. Or sometimes it didn't even require an explanation on my part. 
because you may do something and how someone receives it is not necessarily within your control. So you may have the right intentions, but the way it's received may not Mm -hmm. necessarily translate. Um, So so really being um, an active listener, um, being transparent, you know, open lines of communication is is so important. And I feel like Mm -hmm. even though some of those conversations that we have are tough conversations to have, and, you know, sometimes you leave the conversation in some kind of way, Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately Mm -hmm. I feel like with the DeVal in our particular circumstance, we're clear about what it is we want, feel, and need, and we try Mm -hmm. to just move accordingly. That's amazing advice. I like that. I love how you cherish your family, and I can tell, like, family is a big part of your life. How are you, like, balancing out everything, like being this great mompreneur, being, you know, this amazing TV host and actress and makeup artist? How how do you balance everything? Let me tell you, it's magic. It's illusion. Smokes and <laughs> I feel like some days I am just drowning, and I I don't feel like I'm successful. It's like I'm the kind of person where I feel like I need to give, and I, I should give, and I want to give 110% to every facet of my life. And that's not just mm-hmm. being a mom, but it's like I have three children. So it's like I want Jackson to feel special. I want Cairo to feel special. I want Cass yeah. to feel special. Then there's my husband, and then there's my career, and there's different areas within my career. So to be quite honest, um, I feel like a lot of days I fall short, um, and I can be very hard on myself um, because I feel like if there's a deficit somewhere, I need to find a way to fix it. And sometimes um, I'm unable to really just kind of let go and say, you know what, Kadeen, you can't control everything. Um, one thing I was, like, super neurotic about was, like, for example, just the condition of the house, like, I want things to be mm-hmm. here in a certain place. And it's like, don't bring the juice in the living room because you're going to spill it and it's going to cause, you know, a mess. And, and if you walk into my house right now, girl, it's a hot mess. <laughs> I mean, it, there's, just, there's toys everywhere. There may be piles of laundry, you know. And I always laugh because I tell my mom when she walks in and she kind of gives me the side I like about my house looking crazy. And she's just like, oh, my God, in here, it's just it's a dirty. It's, I said, no, 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 it's not dirty. It's messy. And there's a difference between being mm-hmm. dirty and messy. So my house is clean in my circumstance. It's just a little in disarray. That's something mm-hmm. that I had to kind of learn to let go. Like, you got to pick your battles, especially when you, you have so much going on. It could literally drive you crazy, um, being able to keep up with everything. So one of my biggest pieces of advice to, mom, pieces of advice to moms who um, are trying to juggle everything, um, you know, be kind to yourself. Just understand that some things, some battles are just not worth fighting. And you just let it rock because if it's something that, is not a make-or-break dire, you know, emergency situation at that time or if it's something that you can just kind of brush it aside and say, you know what, not today, do it. Because for your sanity, mm-hmm. like your sanity is priceless, and that's something that's so hard to come by sometimes, especially when you're trying to juggle a ton of things. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, it, it's, do, how do I juggle it? How do I balance? It, it's a day-to-day thing. And, and I just thank mm-hmm. God for the support that I have from my family, um, the Dallas family. Like, everyone just pitches in, you know, at any given time. I can call my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my brother-in-law. He's awesome with me yeah. sometimes. And, you know, just making sure that everyone is okay. So the family support definitely also helps me. Oh, that's amazing. I'm, that's definitely the family support is definitely, definitely needed. So I'm so glad yeah. that you have that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 
And also I want to ask you as well, what advice can you give to those out there who are chasing their dreams and want to have, you know, a business or a brand, but they are scared of the word no? Oh, no. No is not really in my vocabulary, girl. And if I hear a no, (laughs) it just means that there's a yes coming, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think sometimes, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about the YouTube channels, like you get the different comments. Some may be negative. Same, some, may, some may not align with what you put out there as your, your content. But hearing those negatives and hearing the no's just means that there's a yes coming. And it may not be for that person, you know. And, and mm-hmm. I feel like if you, if you stop after hearing a no, then you're doing yourself a disservice because it may not be for that person. It may not be for that company. You know, if you're trying to, say, find a job with a certain company and you get a no, that just may not be for you. And it just may not be your time either. And I think some people um, are, are hard on themselves, and, and I say some people meaning probably me, in saying, okay, mm-hmm. by this age, I want to do this. Um, by this age, I should have that done. By this age, I should be here. I should have this amount of money in the bank. I should ha-. And it just may not be your time. Um, so persistence and, and, and having a relentless work ethic is so important. And that's something that I thank God for my husband because he is, probably the hardest working biggest work ethic I've ever seen in my life person him next next to my mom um, he and my mom are probably top two like just this workers and if they're going to do something and they're going to say they're going to do it they're going to do it and I'm still learning because I tend to be a procrastinator by nature I've always kind of been and that I think mm-hmm. kind of um, that kind of bites me in the tail sometimes because I can miss an opportunity if I'm not on top of my game um, so being prepared and just constantly going and, and pushing forward and not giving up, like, you just can't. And it just, because it, it just may not be your time or it may not be the right situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm a believer and I believe that God is not going to put you in a situation or a time that you're not ready for. Um, so there may be a reason why you didn't get that job or there may be a reason why, you know, the network didn't like your show. Like, we've got a bunch of no's when it came to our pitching our, our, our sitcom and, our you know, creating our pilot for the show that we want, our sitcom, Dallas is trying to take it to a network. And we've gotten some no's and we've gotten some, some yeses, and those yeses may not have worked out timing for us. And instead of us harping on why we got the no or why it didn't work out in that instance, we're just like, well, we're just going to keep putting content out. And something mm-hmm. is going to align at some point. So you really just can't give up on, on the no's. And you have to have a thick skin. Um, especially in this industry, you have to have a thick skin to be able to say, you know what, I just may not be for that person, but whoever the person is, the right person is going to come along, and then mm-hmm. connect, and it, it's bound to happen. Just yes. be unyielding yes, with what it is that you like want. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. And also the next question, okay, I asked everyone this question because I love hearing everyone's different opinions. I want to ask you as well, like, do you think that mentorship or internship are needed in life in order to succeed or have a successful brand or business? Absolutely. Um, I think internships, mentorships, it's like why not align yourself with people who connect and have the same synergies as you? And why not align your people and connect with people who are in the industry or in the area that you're trying to get into? that can help mm-hmm. you kind of navigate and circumvent all of the, the crap so that way you can kind of have more of a clear vision of how to achieve that goal. I'm a big believer in, um, in mentorships and in internships, and a big part of those two areas is networking. 
it's not really nowadays about what you know. It's about who knows you. So by mm-hmm. putting yourself out there in an internship um, or in a, a mentorship where you can meet people who are in an industry you want to be in or, or who just have or like-minded on life situations that can help you to just navigate, why not? Um, you want to be able to be in an environment where you can network with people and you can, you know, when an opportunity comes up, they may think, oh, shoot, Kadeem, I remember she said she wanted to X, Y, Z, or Kadeem was an awesome intern and she gave it her all and she was, you know, engaged and she was doing X, Y, Z. And, you know, you want to be able to, to make a mark on someone. So that way when the opportunity presents itself, like I said before, instead of hearing the no's, the no's will start to turn into yeses. Because if you mm-hmm. go into an internship and you give it your own, you do what you're supposed to do, I mean, I think it's amazing to be able to learn from people who are already in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. I even see it with relationships, just even with my sister and I, for example. You know, I'm an older sister, I guess, kind of like a mentor to her, but I feel blessed that I can be in a position where I can just school her on so many different aspects and various, you know, areas of life so that way she doesn't necessarily make the same mistakes I have made. Um, though mm-hmm. she makes her own, and I think it's necessary for people to kind of take their own path and learn along the way because that makes the story and the success so much sweeter in the end. Um, but it helps to have an ear to just kind of pass things through and to have a soundboard, somebody who you can kind of run a thought or an idea by. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's very necessary, and it's all a part of paying it forward, too. If you're in a position to help someone um, to achieve whatever goal that they may set for themselves or being able to, you know, help them land a job or to help them just with some sort of life situation. It's just like, why not? I feel like it's kind of our job to do that, and it's part of nation building, and it's part of um, yeah. of, of just being a human race. Why not help someone if you can? Exactly. Exactly. And also, you know, how does it feel knowing that people are inspired by you, your husband, your family, your children? How does that make you feel knowing people are, like, really, really inspired by you guys? Oh my goodness! It's it's. I still to this day sometimes just can't believe it. Like I, I actually just came from the mall and I ran into maybe two or three people in various stores that were like, oh, oh. Because I love your family. And it's getting to be kind of surreal and it's super humbling at this point to just know that people are so you know interested and they're, they're vested in us and we have so many strangers who are just rooting for us. They don't know us other than you know, being the Ellis's or our videos that we post online. And um, anytime we do meet anyone in person, we always try to, like, stop and say hello and engage in a little conversation if we can um, because we're really grateful. Like, people can be doing a thousand other things on social media, but the fact that we have so many people who believe in us, um, believe in our brand, um, who support our family and don't even really know us, it's, it's extremely humbling and it makes me feel great to know that I can inspire um, the next generation or just people who are within my generation or people who are older. Like, we have so many different, like, the, the demographics of people who watch us and follow us is, like, so vast. I want to say the majority of the people are between, like, 18 and, like, 65, you know, which is mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, of course, it's more concentrated in, like, the 25 to maybe 40 range because that's mm-hmm. within our age range. But, you know, it's really, really amazing to see that so many people can, can kind of, tr- our content can, can, can transcend so many different age groups and um, different countries. Like, I look at the demographics where people follow us from, and it's like, we have a ton of followers out in, like, Nigeria, and we have followers that will say, you know, hey, from Amsterdam. So um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really, really nice, and it, it makes us feel as if 
this is something that we want to continue to do to be able to continue to inspire. And if we can help to change the narrative in any way to make it more positive just for family, um, not just my family, but for family in general, um, and it's like, why not? So we're super thankful and thank you. Thank you. I thank you for even having me oh, on this platform. Like, it's super amazing. You're doing amazing things as well with your podcast. So thank congratulations you. to you. Um, I see it's constantly growing. You've had some amazing people on. So, you know, we just got to keep doing it, you know, little black girl magic. Why not? <laughs> thank <laughs> you. And then also before I ask you my next and last question, I want to say happy early birthday. Your birthday's on the 5th, Thank right? You. December 5th. Oh, my birthday is on the 5th. It's on Tuesday, and I am literally getting everyone packed up because we're going to Jamaica for my birthday. Oh, exciting. Um, exciting. Yes. So it's going to be my entire family, the guys' entire family. The kids are coming. I have a couple of friends. So it's literally going to be like a group of 30 of us going to, like, take over Jamaica. We're going to go mash up the yard. That's so going to be so much fun. excited. <laughs> And the, the crazy thing is I feel so unprepared, though, because I'm coming off of last weekend, which was Kaz's, our youngest son's christening on Saturday and his first birthday mm-hmm. on Sunday. So having to plan for both parties and having to entertain groups of people, I feel like my birthday kind of fell on the back burner. So now I'm just mm-hmm. really to get myself together. But I'm like, all I need is a little bit of sun, some sand, you know, a nice drink in my hand, my family nearby, a little ready in the background, and I'm good to go. I'm good to go. So That's going to be fun. Early birthday wishes. Yes. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I want to ask you, and last but not least, like, what are some goals, you know, for the new year? The new year is coming around. Do you have any yeah. personal goals, like whether it's your acting or um, TV hosting or in general, you know? Absolutely. Oh, 2019, I feel like is gearing up to be an amazing year. Um, we're finishing out this fourth quarter really strong with a lot of great um, partnership works through social media, um, a lot of business transactions that have finally come into business deals, and um, Deval now working on some stuff with a local gym here in Brooklyn, so we're going to be doing some community work. Um, in 2019, I'm looking forward to doing more philanthropy work with um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Um, that's my that's our charity of choice. We're actually family ambassadors for them. So um, mm-hmm. that's a really um, amazing, amazing foundation. And um, looking forward to working more with them and raising awareness about childhood cancers and also sickle cell. Um, I carry the treat for sickle cell. And two of my sons do, so that's actually very near and dear to my heart. So I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. being able to work more with them. I also want to be able to spread the word. I'm going to be working with my midwife since I had my last son, Kaz, at home. I'm going to be looking forward to working with her as well to kind of spread more awareness um, about home birthing and women being able to take full control over their maternity care. Um, mm-hmm. So that's on the back end of doing things just more to, to kind of um, do some philanthropy work. And then in terms of personal goals and family goals, I mean, I'm definitely looking to land some acting gigs. Um, whatever that is, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm just hungry for it. And if the right opportunity mm-hmm. presents itself, I'm going to be out there auditioning. And, 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 I, and I pray to land a couple jobs over, um, you know, a recurring role would be amazing in 2019 on a show. Um, and then our sitcom, you know, we're working on filming a pilot for that. Um, I think that's probably at the top of our list for 2019 um, for Deval and I is finally getting our pilot shot and being able to shop our pilot out to different networks um, for our sitcom. Um, you know, continuing to do our work on social media so that way we can continue to engage our followers who have been so amazing and helping us to get to this point so far. Um, and some more fun stuff. I'm looking to travel with the kids. 
you know, in mm-hmm. 2019, being able to take them different places. Like I'm really big on um, experiences and being able to experience different places, different cultures. So being able to have a nice work and play balance would be awesome mm-hmm. for us um, in 2019 and doing a little bit more makeup work. Now that I've had my last child and he's now a year, I kind of got on of that back-to-back baby rut that I was in, mm-hmm. where a lot of my work had to go in the back burner, brought back burner. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just looking to dive in on every different facet and be able to make some things work. Um, so yeah, you guys can stay tuned on, on my Instagram page, Bedina I Am, and of course on our YouTube, um, the Ellis's as well, and yeah, onward and upward in 2019. So I'm excited. Yes, it's so exciting. That is yeah. so, so exciting. I just want to say again, thank you again for just talking to me. Like, it's been such a fun time talking to you. Like, I think it's amazing. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me again, and I appreciate it, and all the best to you and everything that you're doing. And I'm definitely going to keep keep myself posted with your page and stuff. So you definitely gained a new follower. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those who have tuned in, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Kadeem Ellis. And you guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Pashanta. Didi.